it wasn't very long ago that WWE announced that SummerSlam will take place on August 21st, a Saturday of all days. Over the weekend, WWE made a second announcement, this time letting us know that SummerSlam will take place in Las Vegas, Nevada. This is the same day that Manny Pacquiao fights Errol Spence Jr. Was that a mistake? I'm Ryan Joy and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about Las Vegas as a pro wrestling city. Does it make sense for WWE to run there, right now, on the same day as the Pacquiao fight? We also have a long list of headlines, including a new NWA World Women's Champion and a new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Al Carl is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for June 7th, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. Al Carl, SummerSlam, going to Vegas. Yeah, Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. <laughs> of all the places, it's such a newsworthy place for them to go. It brings up all the memories of the WrestleMania 9. So there's a lot to get into here. <laughs> I've, yeah, yeah, WrestleMania 9. Can't forget that. That was, uh, whew, that was a fun night. It's the WrestleMania that a lot of people try to strike from the list. But I would argue, strike 11, 9 was great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, between those two are arguably, they're neck and neck right now for being ranked 36th and 37th on the all-time WrestleMania list. I actually, I liked Lex Luger in that narcissist gimmick. Yes. Yeah. I thought that was good. I thought that was a great pairing with Mr. Perfect. Uh, the running forearm, and apparently he got Hogan before the, the show started and nobody saw the breakfast or whatever they had. So that was fun. And then Perfect got the last laugh of Luger on the following year, which was even, that just made it even right. you know, that better for me. But uh That's- Long-term booking from WWE right there. There you go. There you <laughs> booked perfectly. All right, here's the news. WWE announced that SummerSlam will take place from Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas on Saturday, August 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern, making it the first time the annual event has been held at an NFL stadium. It will be one of the first sporting events held at full capacity at Allegiant Stadium. Nick Khan said, coming out of the pandemic, it was important to us to have a big event like SummerSlam in Las Vegas. We expect to deliver a great night of sports entertainment for the people of the city and a boost in foot traffic for the casinos and local businesses. Al, what do you yes. have to say? First time the event is in a NFL stadium. What about Wembley? Yeah, yeah. That's the other kind of football, Ryan. Yeah, that, 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 but they have had NFL games at Wembley, I believe. I think the, yes. a couple times when they go overseas, they do have it there. But yeah, this is the first outdoor stadium event since Wembley. I remember watching that as a kid. That was absolutely incredible. I love it when I'm watching Dynamite or uh, the, the pay-per-view. The starting the show with the, the sunlight and then you see it just go and then the lighting at the end and everything. Yeah. I thought that was, it's a fun aspect. That's what's going to happen in Vegas because even with the 7 o'clock start Eastern, it's only 4 o'clock out there. The Raiders have this beautiful new stadium that hasn't seen fans yet. It was really sad to watch the Raiders. It's sad to watch the Raiders in general, but the fact that there's, you know, this beautiful new stadium with no fans in it yet, you're just like, oh, my God, like they got to do something. They, they, you know, the Davis family's got to be kicking themselves that they couldn't benefit off this. Well, so what do you think about the aspect of them running on the same day as the Pacquiao fight? It's interesting. It's very interesting. Now, the thing is, boxing is like the UFC. Like, that fight's probably not going to happen until midnight. So I don't think there's going to be any crossover between SummerSlam and and Manny Pacquiao. You just mean that they're not going to be taking place at the same time at all? 
Yeah, maybe the, the undercard matches, but no one's going to mm-hmm. tune in for the undercard. It's, it's everyone in the world. Like pa- Pacquiao is a world-renowned athlete. People are going to want to watch Manny Pacquiao, even at his age. It, it's they, they want to see Manny. From what I read, though, you know, this is how rumors get started. You know, I read an article when they announced that SummerSlam was going to be on a Saturday, and I, I'm hearing that this was at the request of Allegiant Stadium and the Davis family. Like this is intentional. Now, and boxing is huge in Vegas. So I'm thinking, like I said, the, the, the casinos are going to be rolling. It's just going to be one huge party on August 21st. You're going to have uh, the fanfare from SummerSlam. You got, you're going to have SummerSlam and then into the Pacquiao fight, which if I'm the stadium, if I'm running that show, I'm putting the fight in the stands and I'm keeping them in the stadium as long as possible. You know, screw it. Why not? You get the extra sales. Like I said, you lost an entire football season. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Davis family isn't hurting for money. Keep the people in the stadium to enjoy it. No one has enjoyed that stadium yet. I was thinking that it made sense for them to do this because you're right. SummerSlam is going to be long over before that Pacquiao fight starts. And I'm thinking that maybe Allegiant Stadium, WWE, Vegas convention people, they think, you know what? We've got people coming in here to watch combat sports for the Pacquiao fight. Maybe they go to SummerSlam too. And it's, that's their whole day. Yeah. And then they can just go from one to the other, especially since they're not going to be at the same time. And because Las Vegas is, it's a fly-in city. It's a city. It's big. There's a population. But people go there for stuff. So you yeah. have to have an event worthy enough to bring people there. And maybe SummerSlam by itself wasn't going to be enough. But if they throw it on the same day as this Pacquiao fight, now people are like, I can go to Vegas and do this and this Yep. in one day. Yep. So, yeah, 100%. Is it Vegas? They they want to grow sports. They brought the Raiders there for the reason. They, The Vegas Golden Knights, I know hockey's not a big thing. Hockey's my life. The Golden Knights are a, they're an attraction now. A, a, they are good. They've been good since they came into the league three, four years ago, however long they've been in now. They're an attraction. They put on, apparently they put on an amazing show in between the game. Like the, in, you know, the t- commercial timeouts and the pre-show and the after show and the in-between periods. It's all one big Vegas show, and even the hockey team is a, an attraction. Sure. So let's talk about Vegas as a historical wrestling city, because there's some gems, and we couldn't help ourselves but talk about nine right at the top. Yeah. But also, it, it, conveniently, that you're wearing orange, I'm wearing black, Halloween Havoc 96, 97, 98, 99, and 2000, all from wow. Las Vegas. That's your Hogan Savage, your Hogan Piper, Goldberg, Dallas Page, and Sting Goldberg. All and I think from that was the culmination of Savage and Dallas Page, too, was at Halloween. They hated each other, man. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, dude. <laughs> but there's still, there is a lot. They, Vegas is not the most frequent pay-per-view city, but they there's some things in history. We talked about nine, and there's the Halloween Havoc. No Way Out 2008 was the Elimination Chamber matches. That's where Taker won the Elimination Chamber that sent him forward to win the world title in 2008 at WrestleMania. Okay. And then there's the Money in the Bank that you and I were talking about ahead of time. This is a event where all three members of the Shield held the world title on the same night. I remember the, 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 my Pick'em League was involved in that. Actually, I got that one because right, it was originally – it was just supposed to be Rollins versus Reigns. You know, right. Rollins was, I know Reigns was champ. Rollins was trying to get his belt back. But then Ambrose won Money in the Bank, and he wins it. I don't think anybody really had him to win it in my pool. I think Kevin Owens was the favorite to win that match. 
And then Ambrose won it, and we're like, all right, this guy's got zero patience whatsoever. This is happening tonight, and it just so happened, yeah. So then Rollins beat Roman to for the belt, and then, then here he comes. Yeah, they all had it. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a fun memory for Las Vegas. So they have their place. And, and let's not forget Double or Nothing 2019 as well. And yeah, a future Double or Nothing at some point down the road whenever they get to go back to MGM. But that had the Dustin Cody match that everybody remembers. That was match of the year in PWI that year. Yep. Yeah, they were early on in Vegas. I remember the, the big chips. Moxley and Kenny Omega. I remember the huge the, the, the so chips it was, in Vegas. It was Omega versus Jericho. The winner was going to fight hangman page oh, yeah, that's right. all out okay. but moxley came out at the end and he yeah. beat up omega so it was moxley's debut hangman page wins the casino battle royal chris jericho gets a win over omega the dustin cody match so a whole bunch of stuff happened there yeah <laughs> and then wrestlemania 9 we, we talked about the, the luger and perfect you got michael satanka crushing doink yoko and Hart, yoko and hogan money inc versus beefcake and hogan yeah and jim ross's debut in WWF, so yeah, he came out on the camel backwards. It was probably the biggest thing in that whole show. So now that we've recounted all this history, what's <laughs> going to happen at SummerSlam? <laughs> you hear rumors and speculation. I was talking to Tyler Adele. He, he's calling Brock. I think we're going to get Brock and Bobby. Brock I think that's what everyone's been wanting to see. I think that you know, with it's now we're getting the full attendance. Now we're getting all right. Now it's time to wake up the Beast Incarnate. You know, now it's time to poke the Beast. Brock, time to wake up, get back to work. So it's so obviously Brock wins the WWE Championship, and then at Survivor Series we have Brock versus Roman with Hayman yep. and Cage. Yeah, Cage. Yep, those are the only two matches that Lesnar wrestles this year. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the image of Paul Heyman in a shark cage suspended above the ring. I. <laughs> you gotta do Brock and Roman at some point. I had Brock winning the Royal Rumble because it's such a great story with him and Roman. The feud itself, but specifically at WrestleMania, plus you throw Heyman into it. This is going to be – Heyman's going to be in a very tough spot, and we're going to end up cheering Brock Lesnar. Like, that's really what's going to come down to. Yeah. There's a lot of rumors, too. You've got the John Cena rumors out there and stuff. So uh, I think just stay tuned. We, it's going to be interesting. We have Money in the Bank next month, and that could have you know, implications because there's a foreboding presence of somebody – lingering yeah. above Bobby and Roman. So SummerSlam, looking forward to it this year. Should be yeah, good. Yeah, and as, as the Cranberries once said, you, you have to let it linger. Yeah, I think with the money in bank, you have to let it linger. All right, so we have more headlines, including the new NWA World Women's Champion, the new IWGP Champion. We've got all that coming up right after this quick commercial break. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzanka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the primetime rundown. They take you through the world of sports. The show kicks off at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are our analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. 
and Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. When you hear that noise, we are into the headlines section of the news. Shingo Takagi, we're coming off of just two hours ago. He won the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship that was vacated by Will Ospreay last month. So, new champion in New Japan. Takagi Shingo! (laughs) LIJ, baby! Taking it home, LIJ! Unless something crazy happens in the news today, this will be our lead story tomorrow. Travis and I will sit down and talk about this uh, at length in the first 15 minutes of tomorrow's show, for sure. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, by the way, John Smith just gave you a shout-out. The Bell Time Club shirt that I am wearing, John Smith wears it as a bouncer. Lots of compliments. Make sure you send them to bodyslamclothes.com and give them the promo code. <laughs> Shirts yeah. 10. Representing the bell time. No one's going to mess with the bell time. Especially John Smith is bouncing. I didn't realize he did that, but he can bounce, I'm sure. I've, I've seen his uh, backyard wrestling tapes. He can bounce. He can do He's good. <laughs> the other thing that happened over the weekend, we had When Our Shadows Fall. That was a show that, that was on yesterday, 4 o'clock. It was an early show. And the main event was Nick Aldis versus Trevor Murdoch. The finish was screwy. Aldis hit the referee, and that led to a disqualification many minutes later after Murdoch had him dead to rights. So a weak finish there. But the news, there's a couple of news items coming out of this show. And that is first that Camille won the NWA World Women's Championship. She beat Serena Deeb. And so now it looks like the NWA Women's World Championship will be off of AEW television, unless it's not. Yeah, there's no reason why they can't bring Camille in. But yeah, that looks like it, that's going to stay home after all this time. It's only fair now. They're back on TV. Like, they got their own show back. It's still fair. It's fair. They, they did the justice. They did what they could to help. And as said, the Thunder Rosa matches and Serena D matches, all their defenses. The buy-in match between Serena Deeb and Riho was really good. You couldn't have put them on two better wrestling wrestlers with, with Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb, and especially when they fought each other with the, with the title change. Absolutely yeah. incredible. So, yeah, it's back home. Camille is a force to be reckoned with. I don't know why she's not anywhere near the performance center right now. Like, Hunter needs to be on that quickly because she's got star written all over. I guess maybe her in-ring stuff, there's a reason why she's an NW. Maybe the in-ring stuff isn't where, where it, it should be. But that's what the, the performance center's for. That's the I whole thing. That- once the current contract is over, it'll be interesting to see if she stays with NWA long-term or if she does pivot and go to WWE or AEW or anywhere else. So, If Hunter doesn't make her a star, Hunter could, and you know, Vince is going to... She's the right person for that system. Yeah. In terms of stature and everything, because she is just enormous. She stood about a foot over Serena Deeb at the show, so big person. But you were mentioning the... NWA title having its run in AEW. I agree that I think that was good for them. It has raised Thunder Rosa's profile. 
she was already very popular, but now she had a lot more eyeballs on her and she works basically 50 50 in these companies. It looks like. Yeah. And, I get, and she's a household name now. Like she she's 100% household name. I've heard the name before, but I've never seen her. And she's absolutely incredible. When I was doing my World Cup of, of wrestling, there's not one Mexican female wrestler I could, I could think of that was better than her. She was on, you know, Team Mexico representing with Eddie Guerrero and, and Tito Santana and no mask with all the legends that country has produced. Uh, she's the cream of the crop. She was incredible. She is the, incredible. The other news coming out of the show, still in the women's division, Kylie Ray made her debut. There was no Kylie Ray leading up to this pay-per-view. She's just on the show. They did advertise her for the show, but there was no program or anything. And she was a tag match and she won with heel tactics, which is really weird for Smiley Kylie. Yeah, they're going to change it up. We know her story. She's not always Smiley. And I guess maybe they can do something with this. So it's just happy to see her back. The last we heard, she was done. She wanted to be done. And I guess it was 2021. Everybody can, okay, she's not right now. She's got to get better. So it looks like she's better, but... Uh, just yeah, just glad to have her back on TV, man. She was great. I just, she was my pick to win that battle, whatever they had at Slammiversary. So disappointed that we didn't get the match with Deanna at Bound for Glory. People may be wondering about that situation because when Kylie Ray left, she was under contract with Impact. Now, because she left the wrestling business, the contract is still valid. So they still had her in an exclusive contract. Mm-hmm. But PW Insider and Fightful they reached out to Impact to talk about this, both of them independently, and the Impact and NWA came to an agreement that allowed Kylie to move on from Impact. It's good on the wrestling business because they need to do things like this to support the athletes sometimes. Yeah, going against Thunder Rosa and Melina, that's a fun match to be in right there. I, I, I kind of want to go back and see that. My guess is that's where things are going to pivot. We're going to get Kylie Ray versus Thunder Rosa, and that's a great match. That's a huge match. Yes. So we'll see if Serena Deeb continues to dip her toe in NWA or if she's done now. But in, that, in any case, you got Kylie Ray and you got Thunder Rosa and you got a developing Camille as champion. So you've got you know, some pillars of a division there. So yeah, I imagine Kylie Ray being goth. That'd oh, be a fun God. heel. <laughs> see, I was always affirming. I wanted like this big goth female faction led by Bailey. You know, you put Bailey like Candice, get all the nicest Cadence, Casey Cadence there, all the nicest girls. Turn them goth and let them kill people. I think that would have been such a great heel turn for Bailey. But, you know, ding dong, hello, what she's doing is working. Somebody robbed the WWE Thunderdome. Did you see the footage of this? I didn't see the footage of it. No, I guess I'm fine. I've been, I've been busy. I kind of haven't they have camera shots of the guy walking out with a big bag from the Thunderdome. So the police are after him with for grand theft. So I don't know what's in the bags, but if Bobby Lashley doesn't walk out with a title tonight, some guy is walking around with... <laughs> Yeah, it'd be interesting. That's I kind of wonder how that happens. You figure that building would be under 24-hour security surveillance. You know, somebody's getting fired for that. That's one thing for sure. Somebody's getting fired for that. And that's one of those things like, dude, you had one job. Yeah, lock up. It's probably yeah, it's really shut. You know? <laughs> uh, we talked about Kylie Ray's contract status, but now we have to talk about Andrade's contract status. He walks out Friday night, Dynamite. He is with AEW, and they announced he is all elite. El Idolo. I did not know his last name was El. I thought it was Almas, but I guess that was his WWE uh, name. I didn't realize, I didn't realize his real last name was El Idolo. It must be. I don't understand I don't, Mexican culture. I, I guess El Zero Miedo is probably a common last name in Mexico, but I didn't realize El Idolo was as well. So that's yeah, for sure. So like now, Mexican version of Smith and Jones, right? Like that's exactly. <laughs> 
So now we have the potential matches of Andrade versus Phoenix, Andrade versus Omega, Andrade versus Penta, Andrade versus Pac. We've got a good series of matches here. Yeah, and him with Nicky Guerrero, who's not going to want to just see all that? <laughs> I would have preferred Zelina Vega, but... Yeah, you went from one extreme to the other. Just... Yeah, excuse me. But maybe, you know, is, is, is Zelina still out there? She, I guess the, the rumors was she was at the Performance Center, and then nothing was confirmed that she's signed. Who knows where she is right now? Wait and see mode, because, man, there has to be some sort of feeling about the fact that Aleister Black got the go, too. You let the two of them go on vacation for a little bit. You know, she's probably making all the money in the world on her third-party thing, which is the reason why she got fired in the first place. But so they, they just let them go on vacation, enjoy, you know, life for a little bit. So I'm sure they haven't been able to do that because they've always been touring and whatever. Alistair and Zelina, let them have fun. And um, yeah, hoping they maybe there? come back. You know, she takes out Vicky, and then they get back together again, and then maybe Alistair Black comes back because God knows that history is absolutely incredible between uh, Alistair Black or so Tommy End and Penta El, uh, Andrade El Zero. I don't know. Okay, I'm already. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole thing is then we reached out about it to each other, talking on our uh, little text chain. You just hope he doesn't get lost in the shuffle. And you know, I say when you have a 125-person roster, I'm only over-exaggerating by a little bit. It's in three digits of on-stream talent. I don't know, but I'm hoping to see that once they go back out on the road, those numbers shrink a bit because they're not going to be able to do these two-hour dark and dark elevations. And most of these talents that we're talking about are on a certain number of dates very few people have gotten the andrade is all elite graphic yeah know? yeah so you never saw the end in action is all elite like you don't you, I, and i get that and the whole the elevation of dark you, you you put their names out there like i said now you're jake st patrick's and you're drift garrison's who actually he's above that now he he, he broke through now the varsity blondes being a legit tag team on dynamite i don't know this whole thing is it's gonna be interesting to do that's a lot of hotel rooms they gotta book when they're on the road that's true impact if you can make it to nashville the skyway studios and you can get in the front row for a slammiversary they are allowing fans back so with that announcement last week that's all the promotions everybody's got fans back now yeah, yeah, you get front row seats of Samoa Joe jumping Kenny Omega. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> yeah, and Impact is the spot where you can see anybody, potentially. You never know, on Slammiversary especially. Yeah, I say, they, they, again, yeah, Slammiversary is going to be lit after last week's release. Dude, Bound for Glory is going to be fired, dude. Like, that's going to be, oh my God, Strowman coming out of Bound for Glory. Oh my God, it's going to be great. Yeah, we'll, we'll see where Strowman ends up. That's a crazy story, for sure. Yeah, all right, he's got to go to Wrestle House. They got to wait to do Wrestle House this summer, postpone it to when Strowman gets there. He is going to be absolutely incredible. On he needs to go. To, and I have just been saying it since the fight after the release has happened. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell just happened? And I'm like, oh my god, Strowman's got to go to Impact. Like this guy is so awesome. Like he fit in so perfect because he's a nice. Like, he's got the personality for it. Like the real Braun, whatever his real name is, like whoever Braun Strowman is in real life, he has that personality. Like. Uh, genius stupidity, or, or stupid, I don't even know the word you want to put it, but he can fit into that locker room perfectly. We'll see where he ends up. I think that's going to be a huge story when it lands. And it could be he decides to not do anything. Yeah. He could stay home. Yeah, he, could. he could resign with WWE under. Uh, that's, yeah, that's John Smith's theory. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's likely, to be honest, because he's just so WWE focused. He's homegrown, and yeah. I think he wants to be there. So we'll see. Yeah, there's no, if you have the loyalty, that, that, there's no shame in that either. A lot of guys, you know, that's, the Undertaker did that for how many years? 
You know, yeah. and he was never released, but the loyalty goes a long way with Vince. Right. So the dark side of the ring, I don't know if you had a chance to see dark side of the ring this past week, but man, I watched the first 15 minutes and I stopped it and I had to wait for my wife to walk out and said, you need to watch this because if you don't know the story of Jake Roberts and his family, this will open your eyes. I did not see it. I believe, I don't know if Jake had a DVD mm-hmm. way back when explaining his relationship with his father and like how Jake was born. It's, yeah, it's, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't know the cat of that. I don't even know if I can say half the things that on air on, so I don't even know if I can say half the stuff that and how Jake was born and the whole thing with his father. It was, yeah. And then you look at who Jake is and look at the problems in real life and then you probably look at the character that he portrayed and it's like, okay, everything makes sense. There. Jake Roberts' brother is Sam Houston. His sister is Rockin' Robin. Mm-hmm. And his dad is, Grizzly Smith. This was yeah. a, this is a wrestling family. It's a huge dynasty, but none of them speak to each other. Grizzly's dead at this point, but they don't speak to each other. Yeah, so, I, I I remember vague. I didn't know Sam Houston was his brother. I think I remember vague when that you said Rock and Robin was his sister. I'm like, okay, that makes complete sense. I didn't know Sam Houston was his brother. Not that I've seen a lot of Sam Houston. I just remember him doing Tribal Circle at WrestleMania 4 in the Battle Royal, and that's pretty much my history. But they had Jake is, I think, half the reason why Jake became a wrestler was just to to screw his father, just shove it up his father's, you know, you know what? I'm better than you. I can do this better than you can. Yeah. So if people have a chance, I think this was, the for me, this was the most eye-opening one. (laughs) I've seen seen the whole set, all of them. And a lot of them I knew the stories to, so it wasn't that, that big of a deal, but Boy, this one just—it felt like it was heavy. So. Yeah, Jake's Jake's not. It's, it's yeah. Jake is a very complicated individual. And the and you come out understanding him a lot more. Yeah. Yep. And then the final headline I have is Nick Gage got attacked again over the weekend. So in Vegas, Nick Gage got attacked by. Sorry, this is not like he was in the parking lot and got attacked. This was in in wrestling speak. He was at a show. And in Vegas, Moxley came out and attacked him. Here we are back in Atlantic City. He gets attacked again. Somebody walks out. They've got a robe, so you can't see who it is. They saunter out like John Moxley. They hit the paradigm shift. Robed figure holding a lightsaber. Looks like a Sith Lord. Reveals it's Matt Cardona. So Matt Cardona <laughs> is apparently getting to, into the deathmatch business with Nick Gage. And they've had a big rivalry over Twitter recently with Nick Gage calling out Zack Ryder. They booked it. I guess. Yeah, and then shout out to Matt Cardona for being shattered orbital bone. Like he's supposed to be on the show for 12 weeks. Shout out to him for still committing to his independent wrestling uh, commitments. Yeah, if I had a, a busted orbital bone, I'm sure Nick Gage would be the first guy I'd think of to go wrestle. Yeah, or any yeah. <laughs> But in any case, so it looks like they have a big event coming up in Chicago for Labor Day. And on one hand, my, I was thinking maybe, maybe they'll book Moxley Gage that weekend since AEW will be there too. And I think it is more likely it's going to be Cardona Gage that weekend. So stay tuned to this show. I'm sure I will let you know as soon as I know what's been booked. So There you go. That's the job. That's your job. That's what you signed up for. That's and We sort through the bullshit in pro wrestling news to find the truth. Monday Night Raw tonight, there's a tag team battle royal. Lucha House Party versus the Viking Raiders versus New Day versus RK Bro versus Mason T-Bar. The winner will be the number one contender for AJ Styles and Amos. Shayna will be on 
Alexis Playground, and Lashley's McIntyre's contract signing. That's Raw tonight. Okay, that tag team battle royal. That sounds very – it's a battle royal. It's a gauntlet. I'm sorry. Battle, battle royal. Battle royal. So we have the Viking Raiders, yeah. Mason T-Bar, RK-Bro, yeah. the New Day, and Lucha House Party. So it's obviously going to be Lucha House Party winning this. It's, I'm thinking that. Yeah, you think that. It all depends on the – yeah. I guess it makes – it's, it's going to just push Riddle and Orton right off the bat, huh? There's not even going to let that – not even gonna let that simmer for five minutes. I'm just gonna give him the the number one contender. Says that Hell in the Cell is in what two weeks? Our calendar's up there. Hell in the Cell yeah. in two weeks. Yeah, Hell in the Cell, and then we got Money in the Bank, and then we have SummerSlam. I would have thought that's a SummerSlam match. You would think so. so. I mean, it's long term booking. I don't know. Yeah, you always give it to the Viking Raiders. Let them just mess up the Viking Raiders real quick. Which is again, I hate saying it that way, but. Because I think that would be an absolutely incredible. Viking Raiders versus anybody is absolutely incredible. I don't understand again, but that's not nice. You think a mop will take the Viking experience? That took a second to register. Yeah, that's going to be pretty crazy. They could probably throw Styles pretty high. You ever see the Ring of Honor where they did the, the cheeseburger? Oh my God, no. Cheeseburger almost hit the ceiling. His name now is the, something like the artist formerly known as Cheeseburger. Oh, it's <laughs> world famous CB. That's what it is. Yeah. You know what? I spy a Jersey guy. I'm a Jersey. I'm a cheeseburger fan. So go for it. <laughs> All right, Al. Anything else in the world of wrestling that we need to touch on that we haven't yet? Anything else in the world of wrestling? I don't. Even Marie didn't make a return yet, so I, I got nothing. I got another shout out to the Miz. I'm sure he'll be on TV again, working through his torn ACL with his zombie attacks. Miz, he's a, he's, he's a working man's worker. There you go. I just hope this injury. Just like I said, I, like, I hope this injury doesn't screw up his Mortal Kombat bid. Like, he needs to be Johnny Cage. I don't understand why. Like, this is so perfect. The other thing you mentioned with the Eva Marie, I should note that there are a lot of people talking about what her role is going to be. So it's just a wait and see things right now. But a lot of people are talking about her having a less of a wrestling role and more of a managing role. I don't know. You don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't know. I've been seeing pictures of her on Twitter. Somebody superimposed a raw title over her shoulder and that she's like, exactly. So I... It's... Yeah. Longest reigning Raw Women's Champion in history. That's how title reigns start. Exactly. And rumors. And rumors, both. And rumors, yes. <laughs> All right. For Al, I'm Ryan. That's been our show. Thanks, everybody, for watching. You can catch us live on Facebook or YouTube. You can get us on demand on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Leave us a rating. Hit the like button. Do all that stuff. Share it. Whatever. Thank you. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>